Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I'm here in our studios with Peter Diamandis, and this is the newest episode of Exponential Wisdom. And Peter, again, one of the great experiences of our year is the Abundance 360. We had a sellout crowd in Beverly Hills at the Four Seasons Wilshire. And I have to tell you, the raving fans in Strategic Coach, mostly from the 10 Times program, said that this was just the greatest breakthrough for them because they can now begin to see everything you're talking about in the world around them in the 12 months between Abundance 360. Every year it gets better, and, you know, you were the concertmaster up there <laughs> leading the orchestra of very, very disruptive musicians. But the thing that just came through loud and clear to me, Peter, when we were going through the two days of the main program was the constant experimentation that is going on within fields, between fields, across borders, and everything else. And I, I think a lot of people just don't appreciate the power of experimentation, and I know this is one of the passionate subjects that you always stress in all your talks. Can you talk a little bit more? Yeah, sure. And Dan, always a pleasure. I love our time together and love sharing it with both of our communities. And yeah, A360 this year was was awesome. I told folks very bluntly, my greatest concern was I knew it was an amazing program because I was excited about it. And my biggest concern was, how do I outdo it next year? Mm -hmm. Every year, you know, I pick six subjects that are going from deceptive to disruptive that I want to talk about with the 250 CEOs and entrepreneurs in the audience. And one of the subjects that is 100% on my docket for 2017 is this concept of experimentation, because I think it is fundamental to success. The theory of experimentation and the means and impact and how we should be thinking about experimentation goes something like this. You could be lucky in creating a product or a service or so knowledgeable that you really truly know what the product should be, how it should be priced, what color it is, the features it should have. Or you can do it in a brute force mechanism, which is rapid experimentation, and actually pulsing the ecosystem, your customers, and finding out what they truly want. It used to be that the cycle for creating a product was so long that you'd have to go through the design and the production and manufacturing, and it would take you so long that you couldn't really experiment. You wouldn't have the chance to iterate. You took a shot based upon the feedback from your customers. And you succeeded by hiring the smartest people who had the best finger on the pulse. And that was the way you succeeded. But that is a very old school mechanism. Today, the way I teach and I observe people succeeding is by actually coming up with a minimally viable product, putting it out to the world, and seeing what people actually like. I know many times I have been dead wrong. I was convinced what people wanted in the feature set, convinced what people would do. And then when they don't respond, it's like, wow, was I off. But if you from the beginning say, okay, listen, we're going to put this out. And this is the way Google operates, right? Google is one of the massively successful large-scale experimentation organizations. We just don't see it that way. They'll put out their new products, whether it's Gmail or Google Photos in beta, and they will actually look at what the users use, what features they use or don't use, and then they'll 
remove slash the features that are not being used and the ones that are being used they'll try and understand the patterns of mm-hmm. why they're using it and then we'll add features like those things so the old way of doing things is you guess and you build and you hope and then it either succeeds or ultimately fails but if it fails two or three years in after you've invested two or three years of your life or two or three million dollars or two or three billion dollars, you're screwed. The new way is to say, we're going to do very rapid experimentation on day cycles, on week cycles. I'll mention one more point, then pass it back. And I talk about this in my last book, Bold, where a very famous quote that I love from Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, he goes, you know, our success here at Amazon is a function of the number of experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. And if you're going to experiment, you're going to fail. And that's okay. You have to have thick skin and learn from the experiments and improve and iterate and build again. And most people don't get that. And so I know for my personal team at Abundance 360 and PhD Ventures, I am hell-bent on massive experimentation on products and services Mm -hmm. this year and want to be rewarding them on their experiments. Yeah. So that's how I feel. I mean, most people say, well, of course, Google would do that. But in fact, the bigger the organization and they're, in terms of impact, they're one of the biggest in the world right now. The most viable company in the world right now. Yes, depending on which day you look at it. But they don't realize that to bring it down to the actual entrepreneur, a lot of our listeners to the exponential wisdom are relatively small companies. So I always tell people, whenever you have an idea, find a napkin, try to do a little doodle on the napkin, and go out and test your idea on a check writer. (laughs) So, you know, I just want to bring up a point. It's one thing to be experimenting all the time. It's also a question of who you're experimenting with. And my feeling is that anytime you're trying to form a new product or you're trying to bring something new to the market and you're not testing continually on the ultimate check writer, it's wasted information. It's actually probably confusing information. So in the strategic coach in the 10 times program, people will come up with what I think are really great ideas. They're very excited about it. When they talk about it, everybody's excited about it. I said, now go out there and test during the next quarter So they go out and test, and they come back, and they're very depressed. And I say, well, why are you depressed? Well, my wife didn't like it. (laughs) I said, your wife didn't like it? No, no. And my secretary just said, you know, it's just one of those other crazy ideas you got at Coach. And, uh, you know, I got a college buddy who's into marketing. He said he just doesn't see that this is really ready. So they put out a long list of people that they tested on, but not one of them was a check writer. And I said, who's your best client? I said, why don't you go out and talk to your best client? And I said, well, it's not ready yet. And I said, you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it out there right away. I so agree. And the two things I said, you know, The reason why you're not testing on check writers is a courage issue and it's an honesty issue. And I said, when you see people who are willing just to test their ideas when they're in a rudimentary form, it tells me two things, Peter. They're very courageous and they only want honesty built into the development of their new idea. Funny you should say this because I come every quarter, I make a trek from Los Angeles to Chicago or Toronto to spend the day with you in the 10 times strategic coach program, which I so love. It is a very special day for me because it's a day where I think, right? And I think about my thinking 
and you pulse me with ideas and approaches and new ideas come up for me when I'm at the coach program. Anybody who is not familiar with Strategic Coach, it is the one coaching program and Dan for me is the world's top coach for entrepreneurs and all of the coaches that are part of the Strategic Coach program. It's worth your while. If you're not involved in Strategic Coach, check it out. Four days for me are worth huge amounts of capital, but I will gladly give them to hear Dan's uh, wisdom. So thank you, pal, for that. But what happens is I'll get ideas and I love during the coffee break, I will go and, and test it with folks in the room. The last one I had was at the last Strategic Coach program was on human longevity yeah. and connecting with wealth managers. And it was like, okay, that's a big idea. And I went and actually had a conversation with one of the wealth managers in the room. He loved it and it's escalated. And just so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I, I say, you know, as fast as you can. And one of the things that a lot of my longtime participants in the program realize that I call it they belong to my French club. French club? What's the French club? I said, well, you're, you're all members of my French club, Le Guinea Pig. And I, and I said that what I'm doing, did you ever notice why do I have those smart boards in front of the room? You say something, and I draw a picture of what you said. And I said, well, what do you think of that? You know, And I, I throw it off to the audience. And people say, yeah, that's really, really great. And all I'm doing is experimenting. I grabbed an idea out of the air. I liked it. And then I started experimenting. And if I get a real strong response that day to a drawing on the smart board, the next day it's more formal. And I'll do it in five workshops in a row. And if it lasts through five workshops and it keeps gaining steam, these are check writers. It's a new idea. Yeah. They're telling me this one has real value. Now package it in the backstage. Take it to your artists and everything else. I'll give you another example and it really is truly about courage. It's about your willingness. When you hear a good idea, say, well, that sounds like a good idea to me. Let me test it. You and I were sitting at the same table at Joe Polish's... Uh, Genius Network, the big one. Yeah, October, the biggest yeah. annual Genius Network event, right. And I had just done my first Abundance 360 program with you and Joe. And I was going about to go up on stage and talk about what I was planning to do next year. And you planted the seed in my mind, you know, Peter... I would love to attend this for the next 25 years if you would make a 25-year commitment to running this Abundance 360 program. And I was like, oh, that's not like a good idea. I went up on stage and I said, I've made a commitment to run this program for the next 25 years and with conviction, right? Because if you're going to experiment, you have to experiment with your idea with conviction. It's not enough to say, I'm kind of thinking about, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. Courage means conviction. It means certainty. And the response I got yeah. from the audience was awesome. It's like, wow, you believe it enough for 25 years? I'm in. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that experiment worked, and it's paid a massive yeah. dividend. Yeah, the interesting thing is, and this is fatal that I see in any kind of people who are creative and they come up with new ideas, they fall in love with their idea before the marketplace falls in love with it. And I say, you do not fall in love with an idea. It's just an idea. I said, Take the idea out, and the people you want falling in love with are people who write checks for it. I said the only difference between a good idea and a bad idea is a check. <laughs> so, you know, when people say, well, how do I experiment? How do I do this in my company? Let me give some ideas because I truly believe it is one of the most powerful concepts. And the realization you need to take away is that if you're an entrepreneur and you're running a company of 10 people – 
or you're running a company of 10,000 people. The fact of the matter is the people in your organization who are interacting with customers, interacting with their families, with the public and so forth, they are gold to you. They are able to come up with ideas that you would never come up with that are great ideas. And you need to crowdsource your idea generation and then experiment with them and then see which ones actually are sticky and have the greatest value to you as an entrepreneur or you as a CEO. One of the concepts we talked about in a very recent program was our 555 experimentation program. And it runs something like this, just to remind you, and we'll put a link back to uh, the previous program. Okay, let's say, how big is Strategic Coach? How many employees do you have, Dan? 120 actual salaried employees. 120. And one of the things that is like the greatest indicator of how amazing Coach is, is that a large number of your team have been with you for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It's extraordinary. 60% more than 10 years. That's amazing dedication. So- One approach is for you to say, you know, we're looking for new products or looking to grow our email list or whatever it is that you want to create progress in. You take your 120 employees and you break them up into teams of five. So there might be 24, doing the very quick math, teams of five individuals. And you say, listen, we're going to give you as teams of five, five days or five weeks each have $500 or $5,000. These are rough numbers. You choose whatever's right. Mm. And you say, I want you guys to get together in your team and come up with experiments that you are going to actually do and what you're going to measure to try and grow our email list, our revenues, or whatever you want growth in. Let's say you've got five weeks and you give people 500 bucks each In a team of five individuals, you want to have diversity in that team, diversity of male-female, age, experience, backgrounds, so that there's a mix there because in that diversity comes jazz and new ideas. In a team of five individuals, there's no CEO of the team. There's no communication plan. There's no communication layer. They really can have great conversations, and there's less fear in a team of five. And you say to them, listen, Just doing the same old thing you've done before isn't going to work. You really need to try something that's going to knock it out of the park. You allow these 24 teams to do the experiments, and they come back and they present their results, negative and positive, Mm -hmm. because the experiments that were tried that failed are equally valuable to people. And you'll be amazed what comes up with, and you say, you know, these three experiments were really promising. Okay, let's now try these and take them forward. So- I know I'm going to be trying that with my PhD Ventures team, Mm -hmm. and I encourage people to do these experiments. I think that would be a fantastic thing for a coach because the vast majority of our team are interacting with the client. I mean, everybody in our company has to be in one of my workshops every year, all 120. They have to be in a workshop with some coach every quarter. So one of the things we want them to be very, very clear about who it is that we're serving in the marketplace, what's the nature of the experience that they're buying, what's it actually look like, and also apply the concepts and tools to yourself and your work. But we have our company meeting right after the end of the fiscal year 
and that'll be April 1st. I'm going to bring this up as a project that we start yeah. creating on a quarterly basis that we start setting up experimental teams, and they get reshuffled every quarter. Absolutely. right, And it's yeah. a way for people to actually reconnect at different levels. Yeah. And this kind of experimentation, in my experience, happens in evenings, on weekends, and shower time, and free time. It's like, you know, just a people start thinking about, okay, what could I do? How can yeah, I make a difference? Yeah, what's a new idea? Yeah. What's a new idea? Yeah. And it's fun for the employees, yeah. right? And the yeah. company yeah. benefits in a massive way. Just to give an overview on this, Peter, you know, people say, well, they're noticing that the technological world is kind of moving very, very quickly around them. I mean, most people I talk to, I mean, they have ways of shutting out the the news and everything else, but technology is converging in so many different areas of people's lives. And there's a feeling, I just don't know how to talk about this experience. I think that there's no better way to get a sense of what technology is all about than the experimentation, just with how you're handling your daily life, just how you're doing your daily work. So instead of learning about technology, just learn about experimentation. You'll be right at the center of what technology is all about. And you'll exercise that muscle. And if you're willing to fail more often, then your willingness to learn about new technologies will increase, right? A lot of people feel like, oh, man, I can't, this 3D printing thing or this cloud computing thing, I don't know. That's fear stopping you. And it's fear of looking silly, fear of failure. And if you create an experimentation mindset, you know, in the Abundance 360 scorecard we've created for measuring our members' progress, one of the eight areas is experimentation. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be sharing with the Abundance 360 members how I'm experimenting, love the idea of you. And I'm also going to be learning about experimentation this year. I'm going to be going and talking to the top experimenters I know. I'll be seeing Jeff Bezos at TED next week and, you know, go and say, hey, what are the newest approaches you have for experimenting? And my next webinar we're going to do is with Jeff Holden, who is the chief product officer at Uber, yeah. right? And Uber experiments with new products all the time. You know, Uber Helicopter, Uber Eats, Uber, you know, mm -hmm. mariachi bands. I mean, it's crazy they experiment with. Your Uber flu season package in Chicago. Yeah. We get our flu season package. They have a deal with CVS and Walgreens and, you know, all the drugstore. And there's a package that comes. And all you have to do is let them know you want the package. In the statement that you wrote down on the Abundance 360 scorecard, this is in the top level. You would get a top grade for your mindset related to experimentation. There's just the last sentence here that I think is the real mind shifter. And you say here, you embrace failure, celebrate it, and learn from it. You know, you think of people who are trying in their life to avoid failure because they'll be thought badly of. If you have an attitude that you should never be seen as failing, you should never be involved in failing, the world today is just passing you by. Yeah. So I'll close on the following thought. In Bold, I interview Astro Teller. Astro is a brilliant, wonderful sweetheart of a guy. Uh, and I say brilliant, his maternal and his paternal grandfather were both Nobel laureates. He heads Google X, now known as X. He says, you know, you look at Google and you see these incredible successes, you know, the autonomous car, Google Loon, Google Photos, all of these. And you say, wow, amazing how they get it right. And he says, we're not smarter. 
we're not getting it right from the beginning. What we're doing is designing, building, acquiring 600 companies a year. We set goals and we are killing those companies that don't meet our goals and objectives. And what you see come out the top are the few successes. You don't see the failures. Lots of failures. Failures all the time. We kill companies. We put them on ice. We sell. We don't, actually, they don't sell many companies. They, you know, we merge them into other things. And so it's the realization that if you want to have a couple of rock star successes, you need to have 100 times as many yeah. failures along the yeah. way. Fantastic subject, and uh, we'll look for your where you actually go into a corporation and pick their brains on how they're actually experimenting. I think this is a fabulous book, actually. You know, you're, That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the experimental mind is a really yeah. great, great topic. You've just seeded that idea in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was just experimenting there to see how it took. <laughs> Not that I have time for another book, but maybe it's... Uh, you you write a book a quarter. You're amazing. All right, Dan, a pleasure. You know, I think as our next Exponential Wisdom podcast, I would love to actually dive down into the convergence catalyzers. We did at Abundance 360 this year. You know, let's pick some of the subjects and share sort of what's been extraordinary over the last couple of years and what people should be thinking about or expecting going forward. Absolutely. And I've, I've certainly got my favorites from Beverly Hills, so uh, I'm all hot for that topic. Cool. See you in a little bit. Okay. Take care.